0: con Guy Show. The official program of kangguy.com is heard on the WB Geeks Collective and on sci-fi.radio.
1: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
0: At the 42 Cast, we want to bring you everything, and that's why we've jam-packed the next few months with as much as we can. You not only get the same reviews, topics, and interviews that you did before, you also get screen reads, where we compare a movie to its source material, or role models, where we talk about tabletop gaming. It's never been a more exciting time to check out our show. It's your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything, so why not check it out?
2: We can be found on most podcasting platforms, and we are a proud member of the ESO Network. I thought I heard something.
1: <laughs> that thing is stalking us. You get to the island, okay?
2: You have to help her. <laughs> the next island, has reception and people. Okay, what about boats? Ha ha ha
0: The movie is called The Reef, Stalked. In this movie, in an effort to heal after witnessing her sister's horrific murder, a young woman travels to a tropical resort with her friends for a kayaking and diving adventure. But only hours into their expedition, the women are stalked and then attacked by a great white shark. To survive, they will need to band together. And Nick, the main character, she's gonna have to fight some personal demons of her own, some post-traumatic stress to face her fears and try to slay the monster. Thank you so much. My name is Jim, Jim Fry, here on this, the, the Scare Guy. Um, who else we have co-hosting with me today?
2: Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Cheeseman. I'm screenwriter and also one of the founding members of TheScareGuy.com. And today we are
0: honored and excited to have as our guest the writer-director of The Reef Stalked, Mr. Andrew Trocky. Did I say that correct?
1: Yep, that's pretty close. Trocky. yep. Well yep. done. Right. Pretty oh, close. Well. So, Andrew, where are you coming to us from today? Yeah, I'm based in uh, Sydney, Australia, just behind Bondi Beach.
0: Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. We um just got done watching the screener last night, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna say right up front, let me see. I Shark fans, we are shark fans <laughs> here. If you can look behind Luke over there, that and when um we yeah, when we like- heard that we were going to get the opportunity to, to talk to a writer director of a new shark movie coming out, we were we jumped at the chance. We said yes, yes, let us do it. And It's perfect. It's coming out here, in, you know, during Shark Week for Discovery Channel, so it's the perfect time for this to come out. Yeah. But um, if you can, you know, just give us a little bit of a background about the movie and and where where the idea came from.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, uh, So, yeah, I've got a fascination with sharks, too. I'm a surfer and I dive and, you know, I live by the sea, so every day I can get eaten by one. So, yeah, I'm a bit fascinated by them. Um, (laughs) And indeed, unfortunately, someone did get eaten by one about two months ago, just uh, down the road. Um, So, yeah, I I love sharks. And obviously I made the first film, The Reef, which found a lot of success. Um, I think mainly for its realism and its sense that I use real sharks in my films as opposed to um, CGI or anything like that. So uh, that that really helped that film gain a, a real fan base, and it's become a bit of an indie darling. So yeah, I've got a great love for sharks. Um, with this film, I wanted to go further. I'm also apart from sharks, I love elevated uh, genre thrillers. I love elevated, you know, films that they, they've got all the. Uh, thrills and spills, but they, they they also have something you walk away and you still still sort of ticking over a little bit. It's still keeping, keeping you going. You know, films like Get Out and The Quiet Place and things like that. Right. And so for this one, I wanted to set myself a challenge of doing a film that was not just a shark film, but all had had an elevated theme. And um, I'd recently seen a play about domestic violence here in Australia, and I kind of just went, wow, this is a really heavy issue. It's, it's not good. Um, you know, horrible statistic that one woman a week dies here in this country from domestic violence. So... I decided i try and combine the two and um, yeah, that got me excited and I started writing and um, yeah, you know, I take about three months or four months to do a first draft and then the rest of the year to polish it and get, get it to the point where I'm happy with it. And when I wrote that script, I then sent it out to some producers I knew and yeah, we got it made. <laughs>
2: nice. Awesome. Luke. So yeah, also a beautiful location uh, where you mm. filmed and all that. Like where exactly did you film?
1: Yeah, sure. We filmed in far north Queensland, which is, um, you know, the top state of Australia and uh, the one that the Barrier Reef goes along. And then in that state, there's a place called Bowen, which is just south of Townsville. And um, so it's quite high up. We needed it to be, uh, it was the middle of winter here, so we needed the water to be warm and we needed, it to, you know, to look tropical. And so that's why we went to Bowen.
2: Now, nice. how long was production for something like this?
1: Yep. Uh, so I, um, like pre-production, so pre-production started in probably about March, and then we—it was probably a year all up if you could include post. The shoot itself was only five weeks. No, not even. Yeah, just under five weeks. Um, but yeah, the rest of it—the the pre and the post—we finished in about March this mm-hmm. year.
0: So let's give um, let's give the audiences a little bit of a an idea of kind of what the film is about. So mm-hmm. it stars Teresa Lion, mm-hmm. and Ant Mm-hmm. Saskia Saskia awesome. Archer and Kate Lister and yep. and Tim Ross. Now it's in if you are watching you see the four young women right here and basically it kind of starts the film it's not just a crazy intense thriller it is that but it's got a really cool at its heart it's it's about you know the bonds between sisters and, and friends mm-hmm. as they're trying to pull together and yep. it's also about you know like you said it's kind of elevated it's about something deeper that these that a couple of these women are having to pa- to face a trauma that they had to to face so um g- tell us a little bit about working with these actresses and, and and how you chose the actresses that you got
1: yeah sure um they're all fantastic um it, it was a very difficult set because we were actually in the ocean um you know in the sea uh there were creatures we I, we did one day see a shark on set um it was only a small one thankfully but and we were actually filming on land but there was an actual shark on set, which you know is not usual for a movie production. And um, wow. yeah, one, uh, one of the camera assistants trod on a, um, a stingray and got a barb in her foot, which is pretty pretty intense. for days on painkillers. Uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a pretty intense set, and the girls were great. They they really um, appreciated that it was going to be realism, like that's my style, and and they went for it. And um, look on the on the whole, they were great to work with. They were you know all all very professional and all delivered what I wanted to. I mean, my process is that um, in the rehearsal, we have three or four days rehearsal beforehand, and uh, what I like to do is at that stage hand the character over to the actors, so to speak, so they can talk and, and ask, and, and we you know block and do all that sort of stuff so that they know who the uh, character they're playing is inside and out, and um, that process works well. And then on set, it's really just fine-tuning. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Can, can you talk a little
0: bit about your main actress here i mean she was pretty amazing and 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 people have probably seen her before she's done some some work before but like i mean mean, it was just so so much intensity to her performance and and can talk a little
2: bit about that
1: so kate wasn't the main performer oh Um, i'm sorry
2: (laughs) (laughs) over jim there we go all right that's all right she's great though kate oh she's amazing yeah yeah
0: but yeah, the, the bond yeah. between the sisters, I think that was the core of this story. If we can talk yeah. about that for a second, it yeah.
1: It is, and, and that's that's great that that's what you picked up on because that's exactly right. And my feeling was, you know, um, you know, siblings can have this rivalry or whatever, and that's also in there. But Nick has gone through a very stressful, well, they all have, but especially Nick, uh, moment. And so how she, you know, finds common ground with her sister gang um, because they've had the falling out um, is to, to me was very interesting and also wanted to make it about um, collaboration this film and, and like you say the relationships between the women so that's the fundamental one between the two sisters so um, yeah I don't want to give too much away but that's where I put a lot of energy.
0: Oh absolutely yeah we don't want to give it away I mean it, I thought it was very I mean it it was so cleverly written with the way oh, the, the the driving action wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, oh, there's a shark. No, there's yeah, yeah. some real, some personal demons that had to come, had to surface, you know, yeah. for us to get to what was going on. So I yeah. thought I, that was such a well done
1: the way that was all pulled oh, together. I right, appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now the thing I love talking about the most, obviously, being a you know shark fan and you know mm. shark movie kind of person, is is the shark, and that's amazing. Mm. So you said you use pretty much all footage of real sharks. Now, how, how did that work?
1: Yeah. So yeah, we went out and got out got footage of real sharks, which is you know uh, not easy to do, but uh, we did it. And um, yeah, like I, I, I just feel it's very important to make um, the shark as real, well, any any uh, animal as real as possible but you know in this case the shark because that way it um it it the the i think the more realism you bring to it the more people can relate to it as a, as an actual thing and and feel threatened and and uh, endangered
0: right right okay. and we got to you know it's impossible i, I and i'm sure you you've gotten this before but it's impossible to talk about a shark movie without talking about a particular other shark mm-hmm. movie sure. that always comes up so we it's just impossible. have to ask you I'm sorry. It's uh, right there behind him, I know. Yeah. I mean, that's not the movie we are we're promoting, no, no. but um yeah. I, did you grow up as you said you did kind of grow up fascinated with sharks? I mean, what did you think of the first uh, jaws movie or the the jaws series and how did that have any kind of influence on in how you thought about what you put together here?
1: Hmm. Uh, jaws is a brilliant film, you know, like it was it was based on a best-selling book. Um Steven Spielberg did a brilliant job, you know, we all know the problems he went through with it, but he managed to pull off a Really wonderful tense film. I mean, I, you know, I'm not sure that last scene holds up to the graphics we have these days, but who cares? Because <laughs> At the time, at the time, it was just like you know, it, it coined, it became, it was the first blockbuster. So yeah, it's a, it's not just a film; it's a phenomenon. And but, but but within that, it's actually a great film. Like you know, the tension and, and the pieces when that head fell out of that boat under the water. You know, I jumped a mile. So it you know, I, I'm never say a bad word about Jaws, um, I think it's a brilliant film. Um, the, the, the challenge when you're working in this space is not to be Jaws, is to be something that because you can never compete with Jaws. So you go, well, there's Jaws and what am I going to do? Um, you know, so yeah, but it's a brilliant film. Yeah.
0: Luke, did you have any questions about that? Because I, I, it's Luke is the big, he's a, a giant shark fan and and you right. talked about, what's funny is you talked about surfing and how you are a surfer but, like, Luke,
2: seems like based on where you're located, you know, and knowing, you know, the real danger, because it seems like sharks are a little more aggressive where you are as far as, mm. according to Shark Week, you know, that because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. the shores of Australia and all that. I'm sure that mm. played in a lot, even more so than, you know, cinematically seeing past shark movies and all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's an it's interesting thing, the whole thing with sharks. I, I'm on the side of the sharks in the sense that it's their place. We're yeah. visitors. There's a lot more humans than there ever used to be. So there's a chance there's going to be an encounter. And, you know, uh, and on the whole, what I've read, um, great whites don't really want to eat you. They just wonder what you are. But unfortunately, they've got very sharp teeth. So when they nibble you, there's a good chance they're going to kill you. Um, So, yeah, I'm and I'm pretty philosophical about it. When you paddle out, it's just like, well, today's my day. It is. I mean, I've been in a boat uh, filming sharks where I was surrounded by great whites for four days and, I can tell you, if they really want to take you, they'll take you. I mean, they're just supreme predators. You know, there's one minute the bait's there, nothing there, and then all of a sudden from underneath this 15-foot shark just totally charges up and takes what it wants. So I'm kind of philosophical about it. You just go, well, if it's my day, it's my day. But, um, you know, the odds are so low. They're so, so extremely low that um, I'm not that worried about it.
0: Well, i got to ask you, like, as a surfer, have you ever had – and I like the way you pulled in the men in gray suits. you know, we're out here in mm-hmm. California, mm-hmm. and we hear it up and up in Malibu, the surfers that's the same language that they use there oh, when yeah I didn't
1: you know the men in me. gray
0: suits yeah. and and you so you pulled some of the cool uh you had to know water like that's not something everybody knows you you no. had an inside knowledge of that yeah. but yeah. um I guess uh, can you t- have you ever had an experience with a shark?
1: Yeah, I have, but it wasn't very threatening. Um, recently, I was just out at Lord Howe Island, which is uh, an island off Australia, and um, a friend and I were surfing, and to surf there, we had to get to this reef, which is about, I don't know, half a mile or a mile offshore, so we weren't close. And we were just sitting out surfing, and I did see a reef shark come through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, like it says in the film, if the fin's small, you go, yeah, whatever. But it's just <laughs> <in> that big <fin laughs> that you go, oh, I, I, that don't know, I
0: don't know about that. i did love the way no that that made me laugh when we were watching the film and again i don't want to give away much of the plot but you know when one of the characters sees a shark shark fin and she says something and the other character's like oh yeah not particularly this scene this is a pretty harrowing scene but there's a scene when they're like "Eh, it was little it's probably just a little shark i'm like wait a second i you're out of the water immediately when you see a shark fin yeah Um, yeah yeah i think because i also
1: dive um I think. People yeah, I used were, to dive as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and these girls are all, except for Annie, are all meant to be divers and pretty familiar with the sea. So uh, my feeling was that you know, if um, a person that is familiar with diving in the sea saw a small fin, they wouldn't necessarily freak out. Um, but yeah.
2: Now you talked about to to go. Obviously, I'm obsessed with the shark stuff. To go back, (laughs) and you have shots kind of like this one I'm showing here of one of the actresses with a shark fin. Like, did you kind of blend some footage stuff together? Because you said you know you shot most of the stuff the sharks, or you know this particular shot we're showing of a shark coming up, kind of biting the boat and stuff. How did you kind of blend the mix of you know real footage with?
1: things. Yeah, well, you'll have to go see the film and work that I out. I've decided <laughs> the magic of filmmaking. Yeah, the magic of filmmaking. Yeah,
0: I, I, I was impressed. Like you know, because um, the thing that was impressive is you think that oh, we have all this technology today. If, for example, we were talking about a particular film from 1975, <laughs> if we had modern technology today, that film would be so different because oh, yeah. it, it yeah, probably, yeah. would it have shown the restraint it showed your film. Showed a lot of restraint. And like there were scenes in the film, I'll be honest with you, that the scenes where you never see the shark are some of the scariest scenes when she's reaching out over the water. I'm not gonna give away. And yep. will yep. that shark come up from beneath yep. the water when she's yep. reaching out? Or I loved um when and we were when we watched, we we're like, Oh, that was cool. Like when you just see the silhouette of the shark beneath the waves going underneath the boats, it's just like, oh, mm. that was really cool.
2: Mm. So I
0: guess what was your kind of thinking about how much to show, how much to give away, and how much was just in, in, in the audience's imagination.
1: Yeah, well, I'm with you. I, th- I think Jaws was a better film for all the mechanical problems because, you know, <laughs> holding back was really like, when you did see it, it was like, oh, my God, you know. So I, I'm of that school, which, you know, is, um, the human mind is a much better um, a device for getting you scared than a filmmaker. You know, it, it will start making up all sorts of scenarios. It wants to know what's going on. Where is that shark And very true that, you know, once you see a shark, not seeing the thing is scarier than seeing the thing because where the hell is that thing? So I really played to that as much as I could. And and I like, you know, trying to hold back the tension until, you know, a point where it becomes unbearable because that to me is the fun of this whole process of trying to um, get people... On the edge of their seat. So yeah, no, it, it's it's good to hold back tension as long as you don't you know overdo it. And and once once you do, you, you pay it off. You have to you know give people something. So that's my approach to try and play the uh, tension game. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, did you have any favorite uh, scenes from the film? Like that the you know the filmmaking process was one of your favorite ones to do.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, at the time, it was all pretty fast and relentless, and I can't say. The actual producing, but when I watch the film, the sequence from when—and um, I don't want to give too much away either—but uh, when Annie goes in the water to the end of that sequence, uh, yep. uh, I, I really like that sequence. I think that there's um, action, suspense. Um, you know, it's it's quite thrilling.
0: Yeah, it's action and suspense, but it's also again. I think that what makes it work is because there is deep trauma. There is there's there's um, emotional depth. Yeah. To, 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 yeah, to yeah. use that word. So, yeah. to what's happening there, it's not just run. Sorry, I have a fly frying. It's not <laughs> just uh, running from a shark. It's not no. just running from a shark. There's actually an, an inner story that's happening. And weaving that together was really cool. So, you said that you, you're kind of a fan of the like elevated thrillers mm. that have been coming out of, of late. Mm. What is it about that type of filmmaking that draws you in?
1: I think it's that you've got still all the thrills, you know, it's still a real ride. But then at the end of it, you sort of and, and during it, you're going, Oh yeah, that's kind of interesting. And it keeps your mind, it's a bit of mind food as well as, you know, um, it's not just vacuous, you know, it's not just a body count or something like right. that. It it gets you thinking a bit about problems and issues. And and that that to me, if a film can do both those things, right, you know, it's not just a documentary or a sermon. Um, and yet it, it, it at the end of it you're you're going, wow, that's interesting. I wonder what you know that's all about. Um, and trying to figure it out. That's to me, the you know, great if you can do that.
2: Now, I think the music really did a great job in yeah. building kind of that suspense. Yeah. Stuff. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about you know like the scoring process for that? Yeah. And how you kind of created that, the sound.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Good on you. Uh, the composer is Mike Smythe, who's actually LA-based, um, and he he um, at you know he's Australian, but he's there at the moment. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting because we had to do it all by Zoom, which you know isn't the ideal way to do it. The last film I did, I was in the room with the composer. It's much more organic, but I think he did a great job. I think, um, you know, thrillers like this, a lot of it's about the soundtrack, but like, I think if you watch a film like this and turn the sound down, you kind of lose interest pretty quickly, whereas you know, <laughs> um, I, I, I remember watching Evil Dead, the first one, once, and walking, oh, yeah. out the, walking out of the room, and just the sound is still just so big and dynamic, and Probably more so than the image, to tell you the truth. That that film really sonically was amazing. So it's it's a very very important part of thrillers, the sound. And I think Mark did a great job. Um, you know, we worked very hard to try and make sure that it was. You know, the strings. I love the strings because they're always a bit put you know, a bit on edge. So I said to him, I wanted you know to use the string family a lot and. um and then, obviously, for the action, a lot of drums and bass. But, but yeah, no, he, he did a great job, I think. And, and I think it really augments the film very, very well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's famously hard to film in water. That's what we're always being told. It's true. Uh, can you talk, okay. Talk a little bit about the, the process. Did you hit those same barriers? Was how hard was it to film in water? And what did you guys do to overcome that? How did, how'd you get
1: through that? Yeah. Well, imagine, uh, Jim getting up at five thirty, and the, after you've had your breakfast, you get into your wetsuit and then you go and stand in your waist or chest deep in water for 10 hours. <laughs> and then you come back out at six or whatever it is in the evening and, uh, Take your wetsuit off. Um, it's it's grueling. Um, and we didn't use tanks. We actually used a live set. Uh, we went out off the beach. So we were at the mercy of the elements, which was rain and wind and, and you know, all sorts of terrible things that the, the, the environment wants to throw at you when you're in filmmaking that you don't want. Um, you know, continuity. Some days it was almost raining. Other days it was perfect blue sky. Um, and all through this, you just got to churn on. So, yeah, no, it was um, – water is tough. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, you know, the gear gets damaged. Uh, one day – because what we were doing was we were shooting on this um, plane and we had to go in and out with the tides because we were trying to shoot at deep. because if you go to boat to boat, it's significantly harder. And so we'd have to walk out because it was uh, at low tide, the water drained drain all the way out for about, you know, 200 feet. Mm-hmm. And one day we were out there on there, and we must have mistimed it because by the time we started walking back, the water was up to our necks and the cameramen are carrying their <laughs> cameras their <laughs> And we just got them to boats before they, uh, we all went to having to swim. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was gruelling. As I said, you know, there was a shark on set one day. Um, a woman trod on a – one of our crews trod on a, a ray and got a barb in her foot. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was intense. And, and water is hard. Uh, you know, yeah, and
0: plus it, salt water because like it just the effects of salt water on the skin for right. multiple days. And you said you, you had a wetsuit on that whole entire time. I know that, you know, they have – it's so easy to develop a really – a bad rash. Yeah, salt yeah, water no, no. all day you in those wetsuits.
1: Yeah, so – And if you had – we had a lot of – um where we filmed the first couple of days, there was a lot of insects, midges, and um they kind of bit everyone. And if those – if you scratch those and they became sort of, you know, a little bit of a cut – being in the water the whole time, they started to ulcerate. So yeah, no, there was, there was definitely a lot of those rashes and nasty little things from being in water too much.
2: Yeah. Look, now again, it was such a beautiful location that you filmed that. Mm. Like, and it was such a tight net group, you know, you know, the, these girls being together, you know, family and friends and all that. Did they do a lot of like hanging out and kind of building their, you know, yeah. their character chemistry offset, you know, in that yeah. area?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good question. Look, Bowen is very small. It's a little regional town, so there's very little to do except to hang out. And so the girls, we got them up there a bit earlier. Like I said, you know, we, um, in my rehearsal process, it takes three or four days. So we got them up a, about a week or so earlier and, had you know, got them together and then the rehearsing and then them just hanging out. Um, so they were very tight, yeah. they, they were, they were it, it was great because that's exactly what you need. They're meant to be this tight group of uh, friends. So that worked out really well. Mm-hmm. So now, about there, like, like, funny
2: type, like moments on set like during production i'm sure you know filming this kind of a movie you know there's a lot of like obviously the stingray thing wasn't a funny moment but like i'm sure a lot of things you know, happen, <coughs> you know on set that are like oh whoa and you know the shark yeah. of course you know
1: yeah well i mean almost losing your all your equipment from that <laughs> full-on there was a few um talks about that and what would happen next. I mean, we had to launch by boat every day because although we are on sand, um, as the tide dropped off, we had to move and all the gear had to be on boat. So we'd launch off this um, boat ramp and go across to the spot where we were filming and then move progressively as they were, we move out. So, you know, getting on that boat and all that, it was, it was a very unusual shoot. You know, you know, the first thing you do is jump on a boat and you get off that boat and stand in waist-deep to chest-deep water. And then you move out and and in and yeah I mean it was you know if you could take the time to stop and look around you're in a beautiful setting um, but most of the time it's all these crazy people around this kayak filming with these girls it's pretty intense.
0: Now we are getting to the the end of our time here so just uh, we probably only have like a qu- one or two questions left I do have to ask did anyone knowing how hard it is like it sounds like it was worth, it, it was a beautiful sh- shoot, but it mm-hmm. sounds like it's, it's a lot of effort to get this done. Did anyone ever mm-hmm. try to talk you out of your on location shooting and maybe, I mean, shooting and maybe going to a studio or you CGI, I mean, th- and what made you decide not to go that direction?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, well, the reason I didn't go down there is that I want to ca- capture realism yeah. and CGI, you know, has come a long way. and And if you've got a huge budget, we know how amazing it can be. So I'm not, going to say CGI is not good, but just, right, you, just okay. need the bu- you need the budget for it, you know. it's So the, these cheap shark films you see, uh, the CGI is bad for a reason. They don't have the budget. So I didn't think we really had the budget to go to beautiful CGI. Um, and, yeah, I just wanted to keep it real. And the best way to keep it real is to be in the elements, as much as I hate the fact that, you know, you're so weather dependent, you know, but, um, but but yeah, I think it really gives the film an edge and, um <laughs> yeah, people. We we thought about it. We definitely thought about it, but it was just probably not in the vein of the film, and probably just going to cost a lot more.
0: All right. Cheeseman, been last question from you, and then I'll wrap us up.
2: All right. Is there any talk of any more sequels or any other kind of shark films, or do you or other any other films in general that you're looking to do coming up?
1: Yeah, I've got some scripts that I'm trying to get out there. None of them are shark films. I mean, I want to do other things as well. Obviously, I mean. There's one I'm very in love with, which is a black comedy called Melodica Vampire Slayer, which is sort of Spinal Tap meets Dracula, which would be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I love that already. That's brilliant. Everyone laughs when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a great script. Um, it's just getting the cast in place. But, yeah, uh, look, I, I, I would love to do any sort of more elevated thriller types or thrillers that are great. Um, and then, of course, Melodica Vampire Slayer is what I really want to do.
0: Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, RLJE Films and Shudder will be releasing the film, The Reef, stocked in theaters on video-on-demand and digital and streaming on Shudder July 29, 2022, right smack in the middle of a shark week from another, uh, another studio. But anyways, congratulations on the film. Uh, we are so glad that you were here with us today, Andrew. Um, anything else that you want fans to know going into the theater or, go, or when they start streaming this film? Anything else that you want them to, to be expecting?
1: Well, I just hope, uh, like yourselves, that they see, you know, that they experience the the thrilling shark aspect of it, and they also take away the sort of more relationship um, message as well, and and hopefully those two things can make this a very satisfying film for them.
0: Absolutely, I love what you said also earlier because a a lot of about like sharks are just sharks; they're not really villains. Sharks are Mm -hmm. sharks that you you just have to understand what they are. And you said you were a diver and a surfer. I used to dive, and uh, we used to be told, you know like the people on top of the water, they're the ones who have to be afraid because sharks think that they're seals and they're going to go yeah. up and get them. Those of us down in the water, they don't want us, but it, and you yeah. kind of, that's exactly what was going on here. Um Great movie, very thrilling. And I love the way you weaved in the, uh, the, the personal trauma. I got to say for folks watching this, perhaps some, some of the most uh traumatic th- moments are in the opening scenes of this film. I tell you what, and I, I, I really hope that resonates and, and people really come away with, with a, with a good feeling of, of, You know, of overcoming trauma in this film. I think that was uh, really well done.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. All
0: right, guys, be watching out for this film, Shutter and In Video On Demand and Theater, July 28th. Be checking it out. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks.